1: This message comes from NPR sponsor, Train Technologies, challenging what's possible for a sustainable future. They're taking bold action today to ensure a healthier tomorrow through efficient climate solutions for buildings, homes, and transportation. Train Technologies is committed to reducing one gigaton of emissions from their customers' footprint by 2030 and reaching net zero by 2050. Because one company can change an industry, and one industry can change the world. More at traintechnologies.com
0: You're listening to Shortwave from NPR. Hey, Deuterinos. Maddie Safaya here. And today, we've got producer Thomas Liu back with us. Hey, T-Liu.
2: Howdy, howdy. So what do you got for us today? Well, Maddie, here's a fact. I'm not a huge fan of the summer. It's gross. <laughs> it's hot. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> so naturally, let me tell you, I complain to no end about it. I know this. And pro summer people are always like, stop your yapping. It's not the heat. It's the humidity.
0: Yeah, this is constant talk in D.C. Constant talk. I maybe have even used that saying
2: once or twice in my lifetime. Go on. Here's the thing. The way we think about relative humidity, the Mm -hmm. percentage we see on the weather forecasts, what we see on our phones and whatnot, to gauge how comfortable it feels outside, It's not the whole story. What do you mean? Like, we should also be looking at the temperature? Uh, yeah, the temperature, but also something called the dew point.
0: Uh, All right, Thomas, you are wild about the weather, so I'm ready to do this. You know what, Maddie?
2: No judgment. It (laughs) helps me sleep at night.
0: (laughs) So today on the show, Thomas goes on a summer-hating journey and tells us what's up with relative humidity and why some meteorologists are telling us to pay more attention to dew point temperature if we want a better sense of how swampy it is outside.
2: You're listening to Shortwave, the daily science podcast from NPR.
1: This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase.
0: I wake up in the morning, I'm preparing to go on an afternoon bike ride on my hog around the city, check my weather app for the forecast. It's hot, you know, say about 85, but manageable, and the humidity is like 57%, let's say. Does that mean I'm still going to have, like, a nice bike ride, or...
2: Well, maybe, sort of. It's a little hard to tell with just humidity.
0: Okay, but humidity is telling us how much water is in the air, right?
2: Right, right, right. So, yes, here's where it gets a little bit tricky. To understand this, we need to consider a couple of things. Water in the air, temperature, and how these two interact with one another. Okay. So
3: I called up someone I thought might have some answers. Hi, I'm Greg Jenkins. I'm a professor in the Department of Meteorology and Atmospheric Sciences at Penn State University. And Greg explained relative humidity like this. Relative humidity is this ratio or percentage of water vapor over a term that is related to water vapor in a saturated state.
0: Okay, okay, so I'm gonna oversimplify here, but relative humidity is the moisture content in the air compared to the maximum moisture content that could be in the air.
3: Totes, that's why it's called relative humidity. It's not an absolute
2: measure of moisture. Greg says a key factor in relative humidity is air temperature. You know, the number we usually look at when describing if it's going to be hot or cold out. Right, right. Warmer air can contain more moisture, while cooler air can contain
3: less moisture. So over the course of a day... If you just had the amount of water vapor in the atmosphere fixed, and you let the temperature run its normal course, the relative humidity would go up and down just based on temperature.
0: Okay, so you can have the same amount of moisture all day, but the relative humidity will change as the day gets hotter or colder.
3: Yep, indeed.
2: So here's another way to think about it. Picture two drinking glasses, a pint glass and a juice glass. Okay. Since we know the warm air can hold more moisture, we'll use the larger pint glass to represent air that's 90 degrees Fahrenheit and the smaller juice glass to represent air that's 70 degrees Fahrenheit. Got it. If you fill each glass with water about halfway, you'll have two different amounts of water in each glass.
0: Oh, but you can still describe both glasses as having 50% relative humidity because they're both half full, even though one has much more water.
2: Yes, exactly. That's exactly right.
0: But I'm guessing that the
2: 90-degree day, or the bigger glass, will probably feel a lot muggier? You'd probably be right, Maddie. But just seeing that percentage alone, you'll need to know a little more to help you decide how to dress for maximum comfort. Here, this is what
3: Greg says. There are other terms that can be used to get an absolute sense of moisture in the atmosphere at any given time. Like dew point temperature,
2: which can be a little more helpful, if not a little more
3: accurate, to gauge how much moisture is actually in the air at any given time. Yeah, dew point is the temperature at which any parcel of air would become saturated.
2: So, at this point, the amount of water vapor is at its max. You're really on this edge where physical droplets of water
0: will kind of start to form. Oh, the dew in dew point.
2: (laughs) Yes, exactly, the dew in dew point. I'm getting it. Basically, what's happening is that air has cooled to a point, the dew point, where it can no longer hold water in its gas form. The water molecules are slowing down and forced out of the air, condensing around things like dust to form clouds.
3: Or your car window will have dew all over it, or the grass will have dew sitting on top of it.
0: Condensation!
3: Condensation
0: it is! (laughs) Okay, Thomas, so dew point sounds, I don't know, more fun and a little bit more accurate. I'll say it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally, Maddie. So, you know, to get you a little more jazzed up... (laughs) you know, like I am right now, you can totally find the dew point in the same place you're looking at your daily forecasts on your phone
3: or on your weather app. So it's not something that we really need to calculate. Um, In fact, it's reported um, from all of our observations at most of the weather stations around the country. The dew point is more of a concrete number. So let's go back to our drinking glass metaphor. Both
2: days had a relative humidity of 50%. Mm -hmm. That doesn't really tell you much, right? Right. But when we look at dew point for the 90-degree day, the dew point was at 69 degrees. For the 75-degree day, the dew point was 51.
0: Yeah, that's easier to compare. I mean, that feels like a lot more helpful.
2: Right, exactly. And that's the dew point of it all.
0: Okay. Here's,
2: (laughs) Here's a scale you can use based on the dew point to help you gauge how comfortable you're feeling. Anything 55 and below is often described as dry or comfortable. Between 55 and 65, you'll start hearing words like sticky or damp. Dew points (laughs) at 65
3: or above, people will start describing feeling like they're walking through a swamp. When the dew point temperature starts to rise, it's telling us that the moisture in the environment is increasing. There's no doubt about that. And the closer... And the higher it gets to the actual temperature, the worse it's going to be in terms of how the body feels.
0: Okay, T. Lou, so we've chatted about relative humidity, the air temperature, and why dew point is a more absolute gauge of water in the atmosphere. But, like, when it comes to how I feel, like, why exactly does it matter? Like, talk to me about some biology.
2: Yeah, in high heat, like the days of summer, our bodies are constantly trying to keep cool. Oh, yeah, through sweat. It's been a real sweaty
0: summer out here, Thomas.
2: Oh, it's been gross, Maddie. I have been (laughs) drenched all summer. But you see, sweat is one way our body cools itself off. And on hot, humid days, the air is already pretty saturated with water, Mm. which unfortunately means sweat evaporates more slowly. So this leaves our skin feeling damp and sticky, and, you know, it collects on our skin and keeps our body warmer. And moist and gross. You know what? Yep, that's that's exactly (laughs) it, truly. (laughs) But on a more serious note, Maddie, Greg told me it actually ties into climate change.
3: So as the temperature rises, we can estimate what the heat stress is on the body just by looking at temperature and dew point on the heat index and on the human body.
2: And that heat index he's referencing,
3: it's a chart put out by the National Weather Service.
2: We'll link to it in our episode notes. The chart takes into account temperature and moisture in the
3: air to indicate how hot the weather feels to our body. In general, when the heat index goes above 90 degrees, you start to see health impacts, okay? When the heat index goes beyond 105, the risk of heat exhaustion and cramping and sunstroke those go up, mm. and people start to show up in emergency rooms. If you go to a heat index beyond 130 degrees, you are likely going to see large numbers of fatalities.
2: It's a little daunting to, to you know, yeah. think about how much heat can affect our bodies. Right. So... On a day-to-day level, air temperatures, dew point, and relative humidity might help us decide what to wear, or if we should go on a run, or how much lotion to put on our bodies. But from a big picture level, it also helps us measure and predict the impact of heat, which is super important as the climate heats up.
0: Okay, Thomas Liu, I had no idea about dew point. I am a convert. I appreciate you. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This episode was reported and produced by Thomas Liu, edited by Giselle Grayson, and fact-checked by Indy Kara. The audio engineer for this episode was Kwesi Lee. I'm Maddie Safaya. Thanks for listening to Shortwave from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. E commerce logistics making you question why you started your business? Time to outsource fulfillment to the experts over at ShipBob. Get a free quote at shipbob.com. ShipBob. NPR Plus is a new way to support public media and get more from your favorite NPR podcasts like Fresh Air. Sometimes I'll actually preface the question with if it makes you too uncomfortable to talk about, if it's too personal, just tell me. Here's the question. For behind-the-scenes content, bonus episodes, and more, sign up at plus.npr.org.